Today on Bridges, we are going to talk about marriage. And my guest today says that you can save your Christian marriage even if your husband's checked out. I'm so glad that you could join us for Bridges today where we bring you hope for the journey. I'm Monica Schmelter. Today we're going to talk about transforming your marriage. My guest has worked as a licensed therapist. Right now she's doing life coaching, but she's also here as a friend and to talk to us about how we can improve and save our marriages. So good to meet you, Julie, and have you you here. Thank you for having me. So I know that you've worked as a licensed therapist. You're working as a life coach now and helping women, you know, transform their marriages. And really for you, you have your own story. Yes, I do. I unfortunately was divorced and it was not a pretty divorce. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. So there was a lot of pain and Mm -hmm. a lot of emotional trauma and baggage that I was carrying. And I really didn't realize I kind of thought, well, I'm not married anymore, so it's not affecting me. Right. You kind of thought it's over. That's right. right. I'm out of that relationship. I'm moving on. That's right. And yet, even though you were out of the relationship, in some places you had not moved on. That's completely true. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until COVID hit that I was really face to face with the loneliness that I still felt being and feeling misunderstood Mm -hmm. um, and not valued in my marriage because I had to kind of rise into the role of breadwinner during that time. We were all dealing with different stressors Mm -hmm. and it brought back all of those lies that I was believing. So what happened is you got, you got married again. That's right. And so then COVID happens and you go through all of these changes and you realize that you're still feeling emotions and things that were attached to the first marriage. That's right. And I wasn't really aware that that was what was going on Mm -hmm. until it hit me in the face. Yeah. And I think that's true for most of us. Yes. Right. And I think especially as Christians where we think, well, I've prayed about it. Right. That's right. And it's, I just need to move on and I just need to get over it and I'm okay. That's right. But yet sometimes our emotions and that baggage will chase us down the street until we deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. I always say that if we don't deal with it, it will deal with us. Yep. You're exactly right. And that's what was happening for me. Mm -hmm. And I was truly believing lies that were hijacking me, Mm -hmm. like almost daily. Can you give me an example like of what you might have thought? Well, just that I had to do everything on my own. Ah. That I was alone and that my husband couldn't possibly understand what I was going through. Because you were going through so much. That's right. Right. And so then you start thinking, okay, well, I've had to step up to be the breadwinner right now because it's COVID and I have to do this all by myself. It all depends on me. That's right. And I'm imagining that made you feel afraid and maybe resentful. It did. And I also was very sensitive because my husband was having his own struggle at that time Mm. with his career disappointments. Yeah. And so what I did was I stuffed, I stuffed my own stuff and it was causing a lot of resentment and disconnection in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Julie, regrettably, that happens to a lot of people. Yes. And they do or we do exactly kind of what you're describing. We stuff it because maybe our husband or our wife is also struggling. Maybe they're physically ill, out of a job, career disappointments, whatever. That's right. And we think, you know, I don't want to add to his or her burden. Mm -hmm. So I'll deal with this by myself. Mm -hmm. Yet it really is a heavy weight to carry by yourself. 
absolutely. And we weren't meant to carry it by ourselves. Yeah. And we know the Bible tells us over and over again, we heal in community. We do. God designed us for relationship with other, with him yes. first, which is the ultimate model. And we don't heal alone. We can't do it. Right. It's not the way our systems were designed. Right. I always think to myself and say to other people, if we're talking about it, that wherever I am right now is a reflection of my level of thinking, right? Yes. And if I want to elevate that, then I have to elevate my thinking and I have to get around some other situations so that I can improve, so that I can learn more. Yes. And so I know you started recognizing this in yourself, right? Absolutely. And what do you do? Because I know that there are women and men right now, Julie, who are watching thinking, gosh, I'm resentful and I'm angry. And what can I do to transform my marriage? What, what's, what are the options? Yeah. So I'm glad you asked that question. I like to think of it in three three stages mm -hmm. to make it really easy. First, we want to get clear and take inventory. Mm -hmm. We want to be curious about what's genuinely going on for us because we're the only thing that we can technically control with the Lord. Correct. And so that's what we have to, we have to really understand what's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. And then number two, we want to reclaim and redeem. Mm -hmm. So we want to really understand what the negativity is, what the loop some people call it the tape or the noise in our head is and reclaim and redeem it with God. Is this the truth? What is true? Yeah. And then third, we want to reach up to God for help specifically with exactly what is going on because God cares for he us does. and perfect love casts out all fear. Yes. So he wants us to go directly to him. So reaching up and then reaching and leaning in to your spouse yeah. and trying for connection uh, uh, advocating for the, the coupleship, the right. marriage. Because someone's got to go first. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of women will say, well, but the man is a spiritual leader, so I'm waiting for him. And I agree with that, that he's a spiritual leader, but sometimes we have to go first. Absolutely. Now, when you talk about getting clear and taking inventory, yes. some people might think, well, that could like take years of therapy. <laughs> and I know that's kind of why you mm -hmm. moved to life coaching mm -hmm. so that you could openly be Christian, mm -hmm. but also take somebody on that journey more quickly than 15 right. years in That's right. therapy. That's right. So what does it mean when we say take, get clear and take inventory? Yeah. So it's, it, and you're right. It, the unpacking process can be overwhelming yeah. at times, which is why I believe a coach or having someone mentor or counsel you through that mm -hmm. process, whether it's a pastor at a church or someone that you feel safe with. Yeah. But the process of taking inventory is truly going on the inside, recognizing simply what is the emotion I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. Maybe what is it connected to from my story? Yeah. And then how is it accurate or how is it showing up in my marriage right now? Mm -hmm. um, I love what Gary Thomas says. Um, I love his, um, his book, Sacred Marriage and the devotional he's written. But he says that most couples and marriages don't fall out of love with each other but they fall out of forgiveness. Yes. And so, yes. so when, we, when we connect to the emotion, it's usually something, unfortunately, negative that's causing us to be reactive, to feel shame, to disconnect. And so we want to, instead of criticize or uh, make up a lie that, okay, there's never going to be any change or I'm always, those always and never words right. are not good. Right. We want to be curious and we want to, okay, what am I missing here? So we're 
We're, we're trying to unpack and uncover what's really going on underneath. And it, it, it does take some work. Yes. But and we don't have to look at everything. We just want to look at the things that consistently show up for us because yes. those are the minefields. Mm-hmm. And we know. Landmines, yeah. We know what's consistent with us. I can look at my life and I can see those consistent patterns that keep coming back up. And sometimes we don't see things clearly. That's why I think it's good to have a coach or a counselor. Also, as I've asked God by the Holy Spirit, show me, like when this rises up in me, help me understand better what this is so that I can grow past it. That's right. And, and this is not about putting more responsibility on women. Like you've got to uh, (laughs) be in charge of this whole marriage because there's a lot of that talk. Yes out there. Yes. I'll just say that. Yes. And that's not helpful. No. But we're talking about really becoming empowered. Yes. And being able to see what am I doing? What am I bringing into this marriage? And then thinking about, you know, is this really true or is it not? That's right. Now, what was the second thing that you said? So to reclaim and redeem. Mm-hmm. I so love that. when you actually, uh, I do a process with my clients called the story workshop mm-hmm. where we really do go through our life story and we look at the events in our life that were impactful, significant, and the messages that we've been carrying mm-hmm. from that experience into our current and present moment. So we want to, what's really fascinating is when we start to get clear on, oh, this message, for instance, I have a client that I've been working with and she just realized that part of the anger that she was having with her husband was actually related to her grandmother Mm. instead of in her marriage. So in the story process, we get to really find out where these messages belong and where they don't. And that's very freeing because I think that a lot of people who are watching right now. And I, I know that I've been in this place, like everything is my husband's fault. If yeah. he would just change X, Y, Z, yeah. then everything would be okay. And I'm, I'm grateful to say that I've learned that that's incorrect mm-hmm. and that many times I've been my own worst enemy. That's right. It hasn't been him at all. It's been what I brought, messages that were given to me growing up that lies that I believed. And yeah that I had to do everything all by myself and not to let anybody in because I might get betrayed. Those are hard things, but as we talk about transforming your marriage today, these are things we can do. Absolutely. So what's the third thing? And the third thing is to reach up and to reach out. Yeah. So looking to God truly, once you really are unpacking what the negative, the lie is and the truth is, asking God, like you were saying earlier, to specifically help you. For instance, Lord, I'm missing something here. Show me today what I'm missing in my marriage or with my husband. Show me today what I can specifically do to help encourage my husband today. Or specifically, God, show me uh, something that my husband does really well Mm -hmm. that I'm so thankful for. And God always shows up. Yes. He always does. And there are usually many things in our husband's lives or if a man, a wife's life that are really wonderful things that they do. That's right. And do consistently. But we're if we're in a season of pain, we might not see that no. as clearly. No. So you're saying, reach up to God, ask for his help. And then the next one, which is, it's like being really vulnerable, yes, right? It like is. If you're not connected to your husband or wife, then to say, hey, you want to go for a walk tonight? Right. You want to go get coffee? Uh, because we can be afraid, right, of, of rejection. But do you have to be willing to do that? 
You, you do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if you want to continue to have a healthy marriage and work on the marriage, we have to take those risks and lean in. Yeah. And with that, that's where the growth is. Yeah. Anytime, you know, scripture, anytime there's something difficult we're working with, the pruning process is the hard, that's the pain. But we have to get rid of whatever the stuff is yes. and take those steps and take that leap in order to yes. start growing again. And, you know, I found by being willing to go first is that sometimes it takes some of the pressure off my husband or husbands who already feel like so much is on them. Like I'm reaching out, we can go do this fun thing and talk and laugh and make that connection. Well, we're out of time, but I want to thank you for coming. Oh, it's a pleasure, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today on Bridges, we are talking all things marriage. And most of us know that marriage is a sacred union. Marriage is God's idea between a man and a woman. And his idea is that relationship would be filled with love and respect and a really, uh, let me say, holy partnership of covenant between two people. My guest today said she made a comment that really stood out to me. And she said, they say most couples don't fall out of love with each other. They fall out of forgiveness. And I think that that's what happens so many times when people have been married 20, 30 years, and then they decide to divorce. It's not usually lack of love. It's that they ran into a lot of situations that they really didn't work through with a holy forgiveness so that as the years went on, that they could still have 
that level of connection in their relationship without the hindrance of resentment and unforgiveness. So the first thing that I want to talk about from scripture today when we talk about transform your marriage is basically if both people made it a practice to live by the golden rule, and I'll read that in just a moment, just think about how many issues, small, medium, and large-sized, would go away if we just lived by the golden rule. The golden rule is Matthew 7 and verse 12, and it says there, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Now, some people misquote this verse and they say, do unto others as they do unto you. And that is not what this scripture is teaching. It's basically saying to us, for us to think about how we would like to be treated. And then that's how we treat other people. And I know for me, I appreciate it when people show me grace. I appreciate it when people forgive me, when I apologize because I've missed the mark, because I've done wrong, whatever. I appreciate that. And so then I need to, as a follower of Christ, make that a practice, a discipline in my life as well. So in marriage, as we talk about transform your marriage, think about, just think about maybe one or two situations in this week where maybe your spouse, husband or wife, irritated you or didn't respond politely. What would it have been like if you could have just stopped down for a moment and paused and thought, well, you know, I don't really appreciate how things are going right now, but I want to respond kindly because I know that my spouse is under a lot of pressure at work or um, maybe struggling under a diagnosis or they're ill or whatever. What if we all just stopped and paused and thought about how we would like to be treated and then treated our husband or our wife that way? Very shortly, my husband and I will be married for 40 years, and I can tell you there would have been a lot more peace in the Schmelter household if instead of when we first got married, I responded however he was talking, instead of just taking a pause and saying, you know, I'm just going to treat him the way that I'd like to be treated, and vice versa. We let a lot of things in our youth um, become big issues that really they weren't big issues. It was just stupid stuff. And we both knew the Lord and we both knew better. But you and I know that we're people. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I look back at those younger years and I think, you know, it wouldn't have been that hard to do better. But many times I didn't. Now I look at it and I think, man, I would have just taken a lot more pauses a lot more deep breaths and just thought, you know, I'm going to make the best of this because you can either go with a bad situation or not. What does the book of Proverbs say? A gentle answer turns away wrath. Think about in your family right now, in your home right now. Maybe your spouse doesn't talk to you respectfully all the time. What would it be like if you responded how you'd like to be treated? Now, as we talk about transform your marriage, I want to say this. I am not talking about if you are being physically or emotionally abused. In those situations, you have to get yourself safe first. 
So I'm not saying if somebody is just abusing you physically or emotionally that you just have to take it. That, that is not what live by the golden rule means at all. That is not God's design for marriage. So if that's happening to you, whether it's a pastor, a trusted counselor, someone in your family, you need to talk to them and come up with a plan to get you safe. That's not to say that God can't transform that marriage, but transformation can't happen if you're being beaten physically or if there is emotional or verbal abuse. And verbal abuse is not someone one time just saying, I wish you wouldn't do that. Verbal abuse is an ongoing chronic uh, type of situation, and God doesn't call us to that. I'm talking about in otherwise healthy relationships, when conversations get out of hand. I heard one preacher say one time, he said, my wife and I, we don't ever argue. And I thought, oh, you don't? And they said, we just have intense fellowship. So whatever you want to call it, intense fellowship, argument, conflict. What if we all just took a step back and thought, how would I like to be treated? How would I like someone to treat me in this situation? Would I like grace? Would I like forgiveness? Would I like to be loved even though I did something wrong? And how might that change our behavior? So I think one wonderful prayer to transform your marriage is to ask God by the power of his Holy Spirit to give you that understanding, to give you that discernment when things are tough in your house or when you're in a dark spot, to be cognizant of living the kingdom way instead of living the carnal way of the world. In the world, like whatever a person says to you, you return in kind. But the Bible says, don't return insult with insult, but with a blessing so that you can inherit a blessing. So we can all make in our homes, we can't control what everybody else does, but I can say in my home that I'm just not going to raise my voice. That's not the kingdom way. I'm not going to fire back smart aleck retorts to make myself look right and make the other person look wrong. I'm, I'm going to respond gently and peaceably. And when I miss the mark, I'm going to be quick to ask for forgiveness so that in our marriage, that it's a blessed union, that it's a safe space for both of us and for your marriages to have that connection, to have partnership, uh, to know that you have somebody in your life that's in covenant with you, that's got your back in the good times and in the not so good times. Because in all of our lives, there are seasons. Every season is not the honeymoon season. There are hard seasons in marriage. That's what covenant is about. It's about two people sticking together, living as one flesh, under God's kingdom rule. And the next thing is to forgive freely. And you offer all relationships, not even just marriage. What would they look like if we forgave freely? What would it look like if we obeyed what Ephesians 4 and verse 32 says? Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. The Bible speaks about kindness in our relationships, about being tender-hearted, about extending forgiveness. You know, some people 
just refuse to forgive. It's like whatever the spouse has done, that's like their life sentence. They're just going to harp on that and not forget about that and not put that under the blood. And we're to forgive. Now, we all know that there are different levels of infraction. It's probably quicker and easier. No, not probably. It's quicker. It's easier and quicker to forgive if a person just like stepped on your toe, right? As opposed to if there's adultery. That's a totally different situation. That's something that has to be worked through. That's a major betrayal. That's, that's a breach of covenant. And that's not to say that God can't transform that marriage, but that's not what this scripture is talking about, that if your spouse is cheating, you just forgive and forgive and forgive again. When a person says, I'm sorry, when they repent, true repentance means with God's help, I'm not going to do that again. With God's help, I'm going to put markers in my life around my marriage to protect it so that adultery and other of those kinds of sins don't happen. So I want to make that clear because I heard a preacher one time say, well, if your spouse cheats, you forgive them. And if they do it again, you just forgive them. That's a really hard place to live. And I don't believe that that's what scripture teaches. We might forgive what the person's done. Doesn't mean that we're going to choose to stay in that marriage. Doesn't mean that that marriage can be transformed. I'm talking here about different situations, situations that aren't that level of a breach of covenant. The Bible allows for divorce in cases of adultery. And the only reason it does that is because it's such a big breach. It's such a, it's a betrayal of the covenant. Again, God can and transform marriages that have been marred by adultery. I'm just saying those kinds of things have to be worked through over time and trust has to be rebuilt but for other smaller situations. We're called to forgive quickly. We're called to be tenderhearted. We're called to be understanding. We all know what we go through on any given day, whether it's something simple like waiting in a really long line, uh, whether it's like waiting in a doctor's office and you've like waited for an hour and you're over it, uh, how hostile, how resentful, how frustrated all, frustrating all of that can be. And sometimes that comes out in how we treat people. Yet if we really want to see our marriage transformed, there has to be that commitment that instead of living according to the culture, instead of living according to our carnal nature, that we've decided to live the kingdom way, that in our home, that we're going to be quick to forgive, that we're going to be tender hearted, not holding things against our spouse. So that when you get to 40 years of marriage or 50 years of marriage, you're just not like I'm over it. Like I, all of these resentments have just piled and piled rather forgiveness, that letting go, that trusting God with that situation. God wants marriages to be a healthy, whole place, lots of forgiveness, lots of tenderheartedness so that we can live and flourish. I'll be back in just a moment. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. 
Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today and find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Finding hope in today's life is not always easy. Bridges with Monica Schmelter is making it simple. You can now listen to podcast episodes on popular platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Life Audio, and more by searching for Monica Schmelter to find God's hope for your journey. We talked today about marriage and transforming your marriage. And really, God's Word gives us everything that we need for life, for holiness, and to be able to transform our marriage. And today we talked about living by the golden rule. So simple, just treat our spouse the way that we'd like to be treated. That can change the dynamic, that can change your entire life just by employing what that one verse says. And then we also talked about forgiving freely. And, you know, depending on the level of infraction, might say how long it takes to work through Forgiveness, many times forgiveness is a process, but we are to be quick to forgive so that we can build a strong and build a healthy marriage. If you want a great marriage, obey God's word. I'm out of time today, but uh, I will see you next time right here on Bridges. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.